counts in horseshoes and hand grenades. There ain't no second place in Lambo, it's a whole new game. You either go big, go hard, or go on back home. You got to feel it in your gut, you better want it in your bones. Welcome to Lombardi's Legends Podcast. My name is Wags, and joining me as always is Dane. Hey Wags, what's up? Not a lot. I am still basking in the afterglow of uh, being able to visit our favorite place in the world. Well, or one of the favorite places it's, in the world. It's there, man. It's right Lambeau there Field. Yeah. So on Sunday, we had the opportunity to travel up to Green Bay and uh, attend practice. And that's always an exciting thing to witness in person, isn't it, Dan? It's great. And the traditions there with the uh, the bike rides, I noticed right away that they were bumping some music during practice, which is definitely different from the Lombardi era uh, during plays. Uh, so that, that was uh, definitely a change. And I got to tell you, uh, if folks that have been following us on social media have probably seen the pictures, but it was really nice to uh, connect with the uh, some of the supporters of the podcast and, and a couple of the players, uh, Herard DeBeer, Shandon so- uh, Showtime Sullivan, uh, both past podcast guests uh, were kind enough to, to swing over, get some pictures with us and chat for a little bit. So it was nice to meet those guys in person as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I, I think maybe, you know, we're giving them some, some good karma too, because they've been getting some attention from other circles with their play and, and what they've been doing on the field. So Showtime's got sticky hands. He absolutely. keeps picking off the ball. So anyone that wants to come on the pod, I think you get a nice little bump. But mm-hmm. uh, they're, they're, they're kind of putting themselves in a strong position to perhaps make the roster and maybe even have a role um, on the field. So good to see those guys, absolutely. So, Dane, just getting into it, what were some other thoughts that you had overall about uh, camp and practice? It was a shorter practice, but was were there some things that stood out to you? Yeah, I um, we we had a chance to be on the the side. You were a little bit closer to the uh, edge guys during those drills. We got a good look uh, over on my end of the DBs, and um, Savage looks like an animal. He, I'll be honest, I thought that he um, uh, looked a little small at times on tape, but when I saw him in person, that guy's a missile. He is, he's, he's, he's big, he, uh, he's physical, you can tell he's physical even in camp. So uh, Savage looked like he was really fluid in all of the, uh, in all of the, the drills that they were doing uh, on the DB side there. And then watching Aaron Rodgers um, effortless, effortlessly flick the football and fling it all over the place was just a, a sight to behold. Well, that's always a good time. Uh, but yeah, it's nice to see him. You know, it seems like he's almost in mid-season form out there. Uh, I know the offense was a little bit behind the defense early in camp, but they looked really crisp in the team portion of practice, uh, and they were making some nice plays. So I, I would I would definitely concur with that. Um, and, and, I, and I do want to say as well, we had a chance to watch the punt returners. And... Um, I was super impressed. Trevor Davis, a lot of fans, of course, know Trevor. He's contributed a lot on special teams in the past, and he uh, 
Um, it was just doing his thing, but a couple other guys that really stood out in the punt return um, uh, portion of practice. Uh, uh, Tail Redding, uh, I love this guy's game. I talked about him at the wide receiver position pod a couple weeks back. Um, he looked just really talented back there. Um, Jawil Davis, uh, it, again, is another really talented player. Uh, back there as well and um, I just I was really impressed uh, 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 particularly as well with Darius Shepard he's the rookie out of uh, North Dakota State he was so fluid with how he caught the football and I think you and I were commenting to each other he looked so natural back there uh, when the ball was um, was landing in his hands and I could tell that he looked really sure-handed I, yeah, you kind of just, you stole my thunder a little bit because I was going right, that was going to be my going right into the, Great the return specialist, no kidding. <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, Darius Shepard, we both commented and kind of looked at each other at the same time mm-hmm. that he definitely stood out. I, I think Trevor Davis is, has definitely, by all accounts, not just on Sunday when we were there, but in other practices as well, has been really making some plays as a receiver as well. So he's he's stepping up, which is great to see but Darius Shepard I'll tell you what this guy uh, he just looks the part mm-hmm. and <laughs> I, I don't want this to sound bad but I really like that he's a little bit smaller uh, in stature because it seems like those special top return guys over the years they're just harder to bring down when they're lower to the ground have that lower center of gravity and how you're positioned when you're fielding a punt to begin with can really make guys those initial guys miss and get up field and just make some quick cuts that's what being a top return guy is all about in the punt game uh, so I think I agree. I, I, Darius Shepard is actually listed second on the depth chart as a return guy right now. And I wouldn't be surprised to see if he makes some plays during these preseason games. If he he might be one of those guys that you're saying, whoa, I wasn't expecting him to make the final roster, but he could make it based just on his return ability alone. Uh, if he if he's uh, ready and can make some plays out there in those games. Yeah, he's he's like the quintessential. Uh, guy who, you know, small school guy, rookie, and not a lot of fanfare coming into camp. And um, would you be shocked if two weeks from now we're going Darius Shepherds making a push to make this team? Because I sure as heck wouldn't. No, not at all. And, uh, you know, certainly it, it always helps if he's contributing from his natural position as a DB. But, um, but it's, I think a punt return and a specialist is important enough to the team that uh, if he's popping there, that could be his ticket to making the team on its own. So uh, I agree. I'll be really uh, excited to see what he's able to do with his opportunities. Dane, just circling back, since you mentioned I was spending a little bit more time over on the side with the edge mm-hmm. rushers, it was my first chance to see the Smiths, the Darius, and Preston in person. And those guys, I'm sorry, they're just ripped, and they're just kind of mm-hmm. lining up next to each other doing the sled drills. 
and it's just fun. You can tell they're sitting there chatting, yeah. kind of just setting the tone for the rest of that group, and, and everyone's following their lead. Uh, young Rashawn Gary was constantly talking to those guys. Just you, He was getting coached up both by the staff and, and by those uh, guys in between uh, plays and in his reps. So that's just awesome to see that, that he's, he knows where his meal ticket is too. And he's not going to be starting and expected to be out there making, um, you know, um, the biggest impact uh, on the majority of plays. But if he's able to get out there and make an impact in the plays that he is in there, uh, that's going to be a huge key, and that could be a difference maker for this defense. And did you see that article about uh, Gary uh, Zadarius uh, Smith was at uh, the Lion King. He was at the theater watching the Lion King, and he's getting text messages and calls from our our first round pick Gary, uh, wanting to go over film and asking him questions about tape. Uh, I love it, and and I think it's going to translate. And I was a little jealous of you at times, looking over there watching those big boys just crack pads. Well, you know, it's the sled drills, it's the linebackers, it's the edge rushers. I'm sorry, Dane. I think I, I love our DBs, and I would have loved to get a closer look at Savage. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think we made a wise decision for both of us to be able to to get a good look at a couple of different position groups and some of those key acquisitions that we had. Yeah, I mean, Super Bowl rests on those position groups, right? I think this defense is going to be a top ten defense, and um, after going to camp and watching them with my own eyes and your own eyes, uh, I have no reason to to change that opinion. That's a top ten defense we have in Green Bay. I think so too. Uh, any thoughts? It was a, a short, crisp practice. Yeah. It was a Sunday practice, so you know, a little bit different. In years past, uh, the practices we've gone to, we've been able to make multiple rotations to see uh, positional drills. We really didn't have time for that this time, did we? It was a, a very quick, you know, on point. There was no for this practice. They weren't doing any uh, field goals at the end of practice. Uh, you know, I missed that a little bit because mm-hmm. I always like uh, to be out there when everyone's uh, catching that ball as it goes through the field goal post at the practice field. But um, uh, any thoughts on that? Uh, you know, kind of the cadence and and how uh, the team went through the practice fairly quickly. It's a new era. It was very clear to me and anybody who had been to past uh, training camps with coach McCarthy to now it just felt different everything was just a little bit different you could tell and you're right I if they if they practiced for an hour 20 I probably would have been shocked because uh, I, I think it might have even been a little shorter than that and I'm wondering if it had a little something to do with the fact that family night was Friday night and then the, the Texans came to town the next day for a couple scrimmages prior to the preseason opener uh, on Thursday so I'm wondering if that had something to do with it um, but uh, as we all know Practice isn't over when they leave the field. A lot of those guys were working on tape. We saw a lot of those guys in there uh, afterwards um, to, to go to the training table. Um, I know that um, we had a chance to interact a bit with Mike Tyson, safety uh, for the Packers, uh, just via Instagram uh, uh, chatting. And I know he was uh, at the, um, you know, he was getting worked on a little bit. So uh, those guys, just because they're not out on the field, doesn't mean that they're not putting in work um, inside Lambeau Field. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be really exciting to see how this work translates out onto the field. Um, You know, certainly preseason games are a little bit different than uh, the regular season games. That's 
goes without saying, but uh, how are these guys going to stay fresher? You know, that's going to, the time will tell um, how that uh, translates out onto the field over a full 16 game season. So um, I, I'm excited to see that it's a little bit different and, and we'll see if the results uh, kind of uh, come with that as well. So, yeah, Wags. So we talked a little bit about, uh, big picture about the defense, but I think today let's drill in and talk particularly about the middle linebacker group because we've got a lot of talent there. And let's start uh, at the top of the depth chart, Blake Martinez, he's going into a contract year. My man can hit. Uh, I think he's working on his uh, on his uh, skills in uh, in the passing uh, portion uh, of, of his game, but overall he's about as solid as they come, isn't he? Yeah, obviously a 100% lock, not only to make the team, his spot is assured. He was out there on pretty much every defensive play last year. Uh, Just was, you know, incredibly durable. You know, had some uh, nicks and bruises and, you know, even uh, I would dare say a little bit more than some minor injuries and he Mm -hmm. played through all of them. So um, Iron Man, right? Yeah, To play that position and not miss a snap. Yep. On on certain games is incredible. Yeah, and I agree. I think I I would hope to see Blake continue to progress. He's still a young guy. Um, He's he's coming into his fourth season here. Uh, So, as you said, he's going to be a free agent after this season. Um, So, I think that he's a guy that I would be interested to see if the Packers are working on extending him before Mm -hmm. the regular season. Uh, I think he's worth it. I think he's earned it. Uh, so I would like to see him stick around, uh, particularly when you look at the position group at a whole, as a whole. I, I think it's important that that uh, we keep Blake in the fold uh, for this year and beyond. And I hope that we see the uh, a step, in, as you said, in the, in his past game coverage. You know, I think one of the things that um, he you know lacked at times was his. Um, uh, the lanes that he took to the football. He could get a, a little caught in the wash uh, running downhill at times uh, with, with uh, blockers that got to the second level. Um, he, could, he could struggle at times with that. But uh, when he has a clear lane to the football, uh, he's as sound as they get. And uh, he had a really, really good season, I thought, last year overall. So mm-hmm. I would uh, hope to see that progress and, and that he uh, uh, continues to make progress. And, and he's certainly a rock on that second level. For sure. And I think that as we transition to the other guys, uh, currently the Packers have four uh, true middle linebackers uh, on the roster currently. And all eyes are on Oren Burks right now, uh, a kid who uh, came in last year in the third round, looked like he was going to be an animal in the uh, early in the preseason games, got banged up. I think he was battling some injuries throughout the season last year. He's somebody that I know you and I have really high hopes for going into his second year. We've been following him on Instagram and on social media, and he is a hard-working guy. He's a little um, – he, he He's a very athletic guy um, that they brought in here. Um, he's uh, listed at 233 pounds at six foot three, so a little bit maybe smaller um, than than your your typical 250 pound middle linebacker. But a guy who uh, isn't afraid of contact. A guy who I think could play that coverage position in Mike Pettin's defense, and a guy who I think is going to make a pretty giant leap in his second season. I agree. I'm looking forward to seeing what we get out of Oren Burks because he, I think, I really was, 
I don't want to say pleased, but he seems to be very self-aware that he expected a lot more out of himself last year, even as a rookie, uh, than he felt like he was able to give uh, to the defense. And I, th- I I, think he was really expecting to have more of a role last year, and it just didn't quite work out for him. As you said, he had some of those injuries early on, and I think that set him behind mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. That That is, to be fair, really, really difficult to overcome, especially for a rookie um, coming in in his first opportunity. So um, I... He's been working really hard in the off season, and I know that he's been, um, you know, uh, part of all of the OTAs and and has been in Green Bay working out. So I uh, am hopeful that we um, start to see a little bit more of the guy that we expected to see uh, with Oren Burks uh, this season. So we'll be watching him closely. I think he's going to get a lot of reps in the first couple of uh, preseason games, mm-hmm. and just to see. What do we got out of him? Because he's got to be ready to go. And if not, uh, we've got a tal- another talented rookie waiting in the wings and, and Ty Summers behind him, don't we? Yeah, Ty Summers, he's a seventh-round pick uh, of ours uh, this, this, this past year uh, in the 2019 draft. And he's a kid who, if you watch some of his highlights on tape, uh, he's a kid who um, isn't not afraid uh, to to play some play some football. I know he was a safety. He was a DB way back in high school. Uh, here uh, in the pros now, uh, added a, quite a bit of weight since then, right? He's he's listed right around 240 pounds here, uh, but he's a tackle machine. He he actually he's like a. a uh, more of a Blake Martinez style of player, I think, uh, than than an Oren Burks. Oren and Blake are much different players. I think uh, I think that Ty Summers falls more probably into the uh, Blake Mar- uh, excuse me the Blake Martinez role. Um, so I think that he's just one of those guys that's a sound football player, and you can't have too many sound football players at at the NFL level and. He, you know, I think he has an opportunity to make this roster out of camp. Uh, I think that if uh, if he doesn't uh, uh, isn't able to to stick uh, on the 53, he's certainly a practice squad candidate. But I'm excited to see what he can do because he's one of those guys that he's not going to miss a lot of tackles, and we need that here in Green Bay. Yeah, I just love that he played quarterback in high school as well. You yeah. mentioned that he played. He came into TCU as safety. So don't underrate this guy as an athlete. Um, you know, he had a 36-inch vertical. Oof. Uh, Oof. So, you know, he's a little bit undersized, and I think that's the main reason he fell as late as he did in the draft. But I always just love those TCU linebackers. I know it drove me crazy the year that the Badgers played them in the Rose Bowl. Uh, but uh, that's a really strong program, and they've got some they've had some some really very, very good players come out of that program over the years. Uh, and he seems like he's just a guy that loves to play football. So, yeah. uh, like you said, you can't um, undervalue guys like that. It's especially in the position that he's in. He's, you know, he's going to be fighting and scrapping, doing everything he can, not only make the roster, but to, you know, fight for a spot and, and to have a, a place on the field as much as he can. So, I think he's a guy that can get down the field and potentially contribute on special teams. So, uh, again, someone that maybe is a little off the radar, but keep an eye on him uh, in the reps that he gets in the special teams game because that's going to be what the coaches are going to be looking at most carefully uh, when they're assessing 
okay, where is this guy at in terms of, you know, where where he fits into making the final roster and, and, and how much he's going to get onto the field? Yeah, and when we were at camp here on Sunday, uh, you could tell that he's really taking in the moment. Really good kid. You could just, you got a good feel from him. A lot of smiles. I think he appreciates being a Green Bay Packer. I think he appreciates being on an NFL roster right now. Um, always had... Uh, uh, the uh, reputation as a guy who's a hardworking kid. So um, just a, a, um, a, a, a really positive addition to the team. And you mentioned special teams, Wags. You know I love my special teams. And I think that that's a good transition into James Crawford, uh, the uh, number uh, 54 for the Green Bay Packers here. And um, he's he was a really interesting guy last year. He came in uh, to Green Bay like 10 days after camp even started started last year and uh, he ended up uh, by the end of the year he, you know he stuck on the team all year all 16 games ended the season as uh, one of our special teams captains and um, he's a he's what you would consider a core guy a core special teams guy he he just gets it done and and he's one of those guys when you uh, last year we really struggled special teams at times but we sure as heck didn't struggle uh, in the areas where James Crawford was playing football because he loved to hit guys. He loved to get down the field. He had nine tackles. He had a fumble recovery. He gets in there. And uh, the question now is we know what he can do on special teams. He's special on special teams. Can that translate to the defensive side of the ball? Because if it does, he's going to make this roster. Yeah, and he might make the roster even if he's not on the field a lot in defense. Um, as you said, don't underrate the value someone can bring as a special teams player. Uh, if he's making progress and, and uh, is able to uh, gain the trust uh, in his role in the inside linebacker position of the coaching, this is new coaching staff, I think that he's in, uh, in a solid position and, and has a leg up on, on some of the other guys that mm -hmm. are here and part of the uh, position group in, in camp. So uh, I would uh, certainly uh, someone in, in James's position is never going to be a lock, obviously, uh, far from it to make the roster. He's every year battling for a spot. But um, based on what he did last year, if he's able to continue that and uh, continue to make progress as an inside linebacker, uh, he will certainly have a leg up in solidifying his role on the team moving forward. Yeah, and anybody who goes to a Packer game uh, in preseason, watch him. Watch him play ball. Watch him. Number watch, 54. Yeah, number 54. Watch the energy he brings uh, on special teams. Uh, he's a guy who loves to play the game. There's no doubt about it. You can tell he loves playing the game, and it's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, Dane, do you think we're keeping more than four inside linebackers? On I think top? four is the absolute maximum that we, we keep, and, and currently we have these four, I, I, I would argue, are the, the true inside linebackers. We've got a other players on the roster um, that that are playing linebacker position, but most of them, uh, I would argue, are more edge guys. I think of like the Curtis Boltons of the world and and uh, and uh, Sheldon, um, more guys that were, um, I, I think, more of like a, an edge position, more of a pass rushing guy. Uh, the the other question though is, what do we consider Josh Jones? Because that's been a problem uh, for him right now. Clearly, he does not want to be a middle linebacker. Um, he he uh, was not around for some of the OTA 
OTAs as a result, uh, but he's been playing that middle linebacker spot in the in the dime defense. So do you consider him a middle linebacker? Do you consider him a safety? And um, and is he going to be on the Packers roster this year? Because I think he can contribute, and I think he can be kind of one of those positions where he, he plays a little safety, plays a little bit of middle linebacker. And we can talk more about it in the defensive back podcast that we'll do after this, but um, what is he, right? And I think we're still trying to figure that out. Well, I think he needs to figure that out too because he overplayed his hand and not to be critical of Josh because I get, you know, he was frustrated and he wants to be out there and compete and, and make a, uh, have a chance to, to play and, and be part of a uh, at the, this defense. And, you know, he, he probably feels like he was, you know, um, drafted over a little bit, bringing Savage in, and, and then with the big free agent acquisition of Amos, he's looking at it like, all right, what is my future here? But he didn't have any suitors in the trade market, clearly. And the Packers, it's not like they're just going to give in and trade someone because a player asked for it, but he didn't have the leverage to be demanding to be uh, let go. And uh, so I think he needs to... It's going to be up to him, I think, uh, essentially is what I'm trying to get at. What what does he want to do and what does he feel like his future holds, whether as a member of the Green Bay Packers or otherwise, um, as a contributing member of a defense in an NFL. So I don't know. I, I think what I've seen from him on the field is I'm not sure he has the cover skills and the speed to make up ground um, playing the deep safety position. And so I, I'm not sure that his reticence to contribute at that middle linebacker position in, in a dime defense or, or some of the passing down situations is is too smart because if he wants to continue to have a opportunity to be on an NFL roster, uh, it seems like he's got all the talent to be able to do that. And that might be the best position to do it. But does he want to do it is the real question. Yeah. And I said it last year when coach Petten came in, I'm going to say it now again. I think the green Bay Packers defense can be better when Josh Jones is on the field I think that he is super athletic. There's no doubt about that. I watch him play and I go, okay, this guy can do some stuff. But I really would love to see him uh, in a position where he can consistently try to rush the passer. I really believe that. I think that um, maybe he's not the biggest guy out there on the field to do that, but he's athletic. He knows the game of football. He's got some feel to him. If you watch his game, he's got good feel. He's got good bend. I would love it if he uh, just wanted to go and play this position and just be part of this defense because I think we're a better team when he's on the roster and when he's on the field, but he needs to be in the right position. And right now I think it's rushing the passer and dropping back sometimes uh, as opposed to being a primary safety. Yeah, and some guys, his first, you know, move or his first instinct is to move downhill. Mm -hmm. And playing on the second level, you can get away with that a lot more. And that's just a might be a better fit for him, whether he realizes it or not. To your point, I think that's an excellent way to put it. If he can move downfield and they can unleash him yeah. as someone that can get after the quarterback from that second level, 
My goodness, I think he could close quickly uh, from that position. I, I mentioned that I don't know if he has the makeup speed on the back end, but moving downhill and closing and, and being able to rush the quarterback, I think he could be a real weapon. I definitely agree. So I hope we can get him in the fold as well uh, because I think that he could be a, a key contributor uh, on the defense from that second level if, if he does. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And uh and uh, I know on some of the rosters we've sent, we mentioned Sheldon and, and Curtis Bolton, a couple uh, a couple other guys here that are on the roster. Um, Curtis Bolton's kind of a fascinating case. I've heard differ, differing of you know where they see him fitting. I I imagine those guys would play a little bit all over the place, but um, they're going to have both those players are going to have a real opportunity to show uh, come come these preseason games, whether it's in the inside position, whether it's rushing a little bit. Um, that's the beauty of this defense that uh, Coach Petten has, is he allows for a lot of these players to move about and and and, and rush and play from different positions, including uh, one of my favorite players from last year, Raven Green, who's been listed as a safety, uh, but had been running in that dime middle linebacker spot as well. And again, we will talk more about him in the defensive backs podcast, but he's going to make this team. Uh, he is a heck of a football player. He showed incredible instincts last year. The only reason I don't think he was a breakout player on our defense was due to an injury. I'm really excited what he can do and put together in uh, in another year here, in year two in Green Bay, but um, he's another option to potentially play some of that middle linebacker role for us. Uh, absolutely. So uh, that's probably why I would agree they may do as few as three of these true middle linebackers yeah. to make the final 53. And, you know, guys like Sheldon and Bolton, um, they, they're going to have some opportunities in the preseason game, but they're, let's be honest, they're really going to have to do some special things uh, in order to get enough attention to, to carve out an opportunity to, to make this roster or even make a, a, a spot on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. They're a little bit more of a long shot. Uh, but, uh, yeah, let's see what they can do. They'll have some opportunities to get out there and uh, make some plays as well. Yeah, and I look at Curtis Bolton and, uh, you know, big school kid, right? He went to Oklahoma, played some ball there. Uh, but, again, more in the Oren Burks makeup, I would say. He's uh, uh, Anytime I see middle linebacker that's under 230, you know, it's, it starts to be a little bit on the – um, smaller for that middle linebacker position just because of the punishment. Um, but I, I will say that uh, Brady Sheldon does have a little bit of a leg up potentially over some others just because he did um, he was part of the Packers on the on the practice squad uh, late last year. We signed him back in November or so. Uh, and again, I, I envision him. I really do as more of a uh, an edge guy than I do a middle linebacker, but uh, I do see a scenario where um, if they're looking to get these guys reps, I wouldn't be shocked if we're seeing him play a little middle linebacker here in the preseason as well, but bouncing around the field. Sure, absolutely. So I think that just about concludes most of our thoughts on on the inside linebacker group. And uh, yeah, we've got some young talent here and, and certainly with Martinez headlining the group, I think we're we should be pretty solid. Uh, it's 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 going to be crucial that Burke can come in and and perform 
um, and hopefully Summers is ready for some reps too because he may be called upon at some point in the season. Certainly Crawford uh, may get some, some opportunities as well. So hopefully this, this group can stay healthy. There's not a lot of depth here. No. Uh, but as I, you said, um, we have some other options uh, with some of the hybrid uh, roles that we use with, with guys in that DB group as well. So Wags, I look at this defense uh, before we wrap this up, and I look at our defensive line position, and I'm very confident in what Kenny Clark and Dean Lowry, Montrevious Adams, uh, Tyler Lancaster, uh, Fidel Brown, uh, you know, the list goes on. Defensive backs completely revamped with the safety position. Uh, the corners, I'm really excited to see what Jair can do year two. Our edge guys, wow. Ky- Kyler Fackrell is, is technically our fourth pass rusher right now, and the kid had 10-plus sacks last year. So um, the real question here, and we know what Blake can do, I really believe this, that Oren Burks, if he shows in year two what we think he can do, this defense goes from a top 10 defense to a special defense. I really think that Oren is that critical to this defense going into year two. And don't get me wrong, top 10 sounds awesome in Green Bay. But if Oren Burke starts to show what we think he can do, this is a top three defense. These are guys that can do anything. I really believe it. I mean it. I believe it. Wow. I'll take top 10. I would be after, you know, the last five, six seasons and some of the struggles we've had. Just top 10. I mean, heck, top 15 is yeah. fine. Um, I love your optimism, though, Dane. I, 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 there's no doubt this should be an improved defense. The talent that we've added is undeniable. Um, so, uh, but we've got to see it play out on the field. I, I, I have a ton of confidence in Coach Patton and, and the system and scheme that he runs. I think it's he pulled a minor miracle with all the injuries they had mm-hmm. last year. Well, and, uh, and speaking of Coach Patton, if there's injuries this year, we saw him walking down to practice. He's a big guy. He could probably throw the pads on for a quick game, too, couldn't yeah. he? He's he had, huge. He had a towel around his neck. Kind of looked like he was chewing on it a little bit, like he's ready to get in the boxing ring. I mean, he's ready yeah. to play ball. Yeah. <laughs> he's ready to play. He's intense. He's ready to go. Yeah. So, uh, no, it's uh, I, I, I love it, Dane. I, I, man, if we can, uh, honestly, top 10, let's go. But, yeah. I mean, if we, if, you know, if we're if we can get a top five defense, I mean, I don't want to get ahead of ourselves here, but my goodness, if if that happens again in Green Bay, we've had some special special seasons uh, when we've had a, a top defense. So, ready? I'm ready. All right. So uh, I think uh, I think we better wrap it up. So thanks so much for listening, and uh, uh, please tell a friend, uh, rate and review us. Uh, wherever you listen to us, and uh, go Pack Go. Go Pack Go!